Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am Sean Garmer and here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And we will be back after the wonderful message. Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Yes, we are here finally. Sorry for the delay. It was not intended at all. Um, I was actually, we were trying to move the show back to Monday nights because, well, Tuesday morning for you guys, uh, pretty much. Uh, but I had, uh, was really exhausted that day. And then I had a lot of crap happen with my car. Um, had, uh, it was actually really, really weird. Like, well, not weird. It was actually kind of, I guess, joke, uh, you know, not funny for the person that had to deal with this. Um, but it's kind of like something you can kind of just be like, wow, that really happened. Car has a flat tire. Uh, my girlfriend's driving it the night before, uh, get the spare foot on, go get two used tires. Cause find out that three of the four tires are bad. And then one of those used tires apparently was put on wrong and then as she's going to go pick up my daughter from school flat tire and uh then basically have to just go to amazon and be like you know what i'm gonna have to just order new tires completely those don't come in until next week so i don't have a car right now that i can really be drivable at a fair distance so luckily i've been able to work from home but because of that i was just like well got other stuff going on let's just uh, do one more friday show and here we are we're doing Video Against the Max episode 288 we're at right now. And uh, Mark, I mean, we've had a, quite a few things happen. We'll talk about uh, the big final smash character reveal. And oh, man, I wish I was doing a reaction video because that was awesome to be able to finally get the character that, you know, I think a lot of us, well, you, you don't care that much, Mark, but for me and anybody else that... Um, even at, even though I don't play Smash on the regular, we were all going, oh, man, it'd be cool if it was Sora. And then uh, there was a leak that happened. I had no idea about the leak, actually, thankfully. And then it happens, and it's Sora. He is the final Smash Ultimate character, Mark. I mean... It should have been Conker. No, thank God. It was not Conker. Uh, but, I, I mean, mean, I watched, like, I watched yeah. that trailer. Uh, he looked fine. The only thing I would say is the, he lo- he saw it. Super quiet. Like, did he even speak? No, he didn't speak. He does apparently have English and Japanese vocals in the game. Do you think it's going to be Haley Joel Osment? Or... I mean, why not, right? He's done both. He's in all of them. The adult Sora, and yeah, he's and Sora, you know, from the original, so why wouldn't you... Well, I mean, like, he doesn't sound like Kid Sora anymore. Like, you know. Right, but they... There's a progression of him throughout the all the different games. Right uh, in the different suits, so it wouldn't really matter per se. Like that was my um, only kind of comment or you know thought on it was like he's not speaking. Like I wonder if they're gonna replace him or what because I thought that was like super weird because like I found the old trailers for like Bayonetta or like 
the Fire Emblem Violet or, you know, other characters. And I'm like, these people are talking. Why isn't Sora? <laughs> it makes sense, like what you're saying, right? Of And I guess, I... uh, well, that Nickelodeon uh, Smash Brothers clone, no one talks. Well, yeah. They don't even, I think in the uh, the kart racing one, a lot of people were making the comment of why uh, do we not have the music? Yeah, uh, and the same thing with, with, yeah. with, that, with, the same, with that game also. Like, they don't have, like, the cartoon themes, like the music from the shows. And it's like, well... That's part think, of it. Like, yeah, I think they're trying to... Che- like, I, I don't think... No offense to Haley Joel Osment, I don't think he's, like, super expensive. But I just yeah. wonder if they don't, if they don't want to pay him, you know? Uh, I mean, like, I'm sure that they... Maybe they could just get him to do it. I mean, or they could just use stuff from the game. Yeah. Per se. But I mean, yeah. he'll ha- he'll be saying like Final Smash or you know like stuff like that, which I'm sure they don't necessarily have. Yeah, but I don't. Well, yeah. not Final Smash, obviously, or whatever attack that he you know that yeah Final Smash you know Keyblade thing looking thing. Uh but it looked fine, you know. To me, it looked uh, more than fine. It was amazing to see him come through the keyhole and surprise everyone, and I I uh, loved it. I, I was know. totally expecting no Disney character. We got no Disney character. Um, yeah, I was going to say it should have been Donald Duck instead. I don't know that it's necessarily about money. It's more about it would go against Sakurai's whole thing about why Goku can't be in it because he's not originally a video game character. Uh, Sora is originally a video game character, Donald Goofy or not. You know, so, uh, I mean, obviously, yes, it would also cost Disney. It would also cost them a buttload of money. And then you could also run into the problem of, it could also make Sora have to be taken off, uh, yeah. the like to be purchased for DLC eventually. So I, I think that's something that they don't want to even run into, obviously. And I think that's a smart move, really, is let's avoid any problems that we could face uh, yeah. later on uh, down the road. Because, I mean, obviously, this stuff, there's licensing issues, and eventually this stuff will come down. Um, or this stuff will... Whenever there's another, if whenever there is another Smash, I highly doubt that we will get a Smash Ultimate 2 or whatever in all these characters. I mean, Nintendo surprises with Smash Ultimate in general, so maybe they could, but man, that would be a heck of a lot of uh, stuff to go through. I mean, but anything else from like Sora being in that, I mean, both of us aren't like huge, not Smash players, really. I have the game. I played it a little bit when it first came out. I didn't even unlock all the uh, characters because it was uh, rather annoying for me. And then I kind of just un- uninstalled it. And that's, I that's think it. I unlocked, I unlocked yeah. all the characters, but that was about it. And I made yeah. decent chunk of that like story bo- or that board game mode. But after a while, I mean, this is not fun. Or, you know, this is just kind of the yeah, same thing over. It winds up being a lot of the same over and over. Um, you know, like just to go on with some of the other stuff. I mean, they're... You know, if you're watching on video, you're seeing some of the uh, the outfits and everything. I love the Steamboat Willie uh, being a choice there. Um, all the other, like, square characters, you know, all the other big characters uh, from the games make appearances in the Spirit Board. And the I love the Hollow Bastion. And then it turns into a dive into Kingdom Hearts uh, when you're, like, low on health or or whatever, that's awesome to me. I love that they were able to do that. Um, that's that's just really cool as a, as a fan of the series. And, of course, getting the music, which, look, we're all going to miss having the, you know, the Disney stuff in there, right? But, honestly, I mean... It, 
what did you expect? Did you yeah. really think they were going to have I that mean, stuff in there? I don't think so. It, it's you get simple and clean, right? No, there's no simple, no uh, uh, Utada Hikaru tracks. You do get a swing version of Dearly Beloved, if which that's the the main menu song. Yeah. Um, if you have uh, the 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 music game on Switch, which I have it on Xbox, I'm not buying that thing on Switch again to just get that one song. But uh, they should. He should have swerved. Sakura should have swerved everyone and, and like announced the trailer and go. If you think this is Sora, it's actually Roxas. <laughs> yeah, he could have. That not that would have been. Uh, would have, how do people would have been upset at that? It's like, perfect. wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We couldn't get Sora, but we had to get uh, Roxas. God. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm happy that he's in. Uh, there's people that are just as big Kingdom Hearts fans as I am. Uh, some of the reaction videos are, have been insane uh, for Sora being put in. It's uh, absolutely crazy. Um, but it's cool that uh, gaming got this moment. I know there's a lot of people that don't like Kingdom Hearts at all, but you have to admit, like from going to something where every time somebody mentioned it, I said it. I think many times, like. Oh, Sora's not going to be in. People are going to get upset, but it's not going to be. And lo and behold, man, they made you wait to the last one, but they they got it. And then you find out that he was the most requested uh, character of all when they did the poll for the well, Wii U 3DS as well. Yeah, it's not going to be Terry Bogart or you know some of the other DLC characters. Well, no, it's not going to be <laughs> Terry Bogart. But I mean, like there there could have been other characters that you know. There, I mean, uh, there were still a lot of people that were upset about Waluigi. <laughs> Not being in, I mean, the so. two that I would want would be, yeah, Waluigi and then Gino. Yeah, Gino was an extremely highly requested character, but I think there was there would still be uh, some effect fans. And I get it. There's people that didn't want another anime sword fighter, whatever. But when it's a big deal like that, I think you got to make the case. Um, well, you see, his sword has a, has a few prongs on it, so it's not really a sword. Yeah, it, it's a key. It's not really a sword. So, you know, you can say what you want there, but... It's not really a uh, really a key or uh, a sword there. But um, moving on from uh, Smash, I mean that's the, that's it for Smash, right? Like um, yeah, until they force him to make another one, <laughs> I guess, right? Um, I don't think so though. I I would be really really surprised if now obviously we don't know how far down the road to be fair. Uh, so we don't know how far we're talking about when oh. We're gonna get another, right? Yeah. Uh, Nintendo usually has to have a reason to make another console. They don't just. We don't. I don't know that we're just gonna keep. I, knowing Nintendo, we're not gonna just get iterations of the Switch unless they decide that. Well, we're not gonna go back to making portable, but we are going to keep the Switch around because that's you know the hybrid of the portable and TV, and then we'll go and make another TV console. Um, I mean, do you feel like? there's going to be something else. I mean, do you feel like the next thing that we get, uh, well, aside from a Switch Pro, which is still being rumored, uh, by the way, uh, 4K Switch is still being kicked down the road. I don't do think you, that. I think it'll be just a Switch 2. You think they really up. will make a Switch 2? Yeah, and it'll be that 4K Switch you always keep talking about. But, I mean, it'll obviously be bumping power. Switch 2 games won't be playable on Switch, you know, the original Switch. You know, be backward compatible compatible with the old games, but that's it. Just like what, uh, like Facebook did with the Oculus Quest One and Two. Okay, this would really be the first time that we sort of have a 
it would almost be going back to the NES to Super Nintendo in the last time you really get like a okay, this is kind of like a bump up and different well, like, system or it, no, it'd be like the yeah. Wii, the GameCube and the Wii because right. you literally had GameCube function, yeah. you know, GameCube functionality in the Wii. Yeah, yeah. GameCube and the Wii. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, but the Wii was a totally different system from the GameCube, though. We're we're talking about like you have to go from playing your game sitting down. And, oh yeah, it has a little handle where you can take the GameCube with you, but the Wii is a total okay. You got to be standing up and moving around and doing all that. That Wii was a totally different console. I mean, the Wii U was kind of a precursor to the Switch, but then it's like, wait. I mean, if you're a Nintendo, I mean, like, where else do you go to like innovate? to be different after the switch. I mean, if you can say what you want about VR and AR, but I don't think that's ever going to be a way somebody wants to play all the time. It's well, a nice to, thing to I have. Mean, who says they have to innovate? That's what that's what Nintendo does, right? They try to do something well, different than nobody else does because they don't want to compete on a graphical. That's I mean the switch, the only like the real innovation with the switch is just like the dock. Well, I mean that's what I'm saying though. Or it's like, different for consoles like we've never had a hybrid console we've had you know uh, you can do your tablet like that you can whatever your computer but never a console so they got to be able to have the two things that oh. they love in one you know, i'll direct and, you to the uh sega nomad uh, i mean the fact that like no one really talks about the sega nomad should tell you everything you need um there I, I mean we'll see if what happens with the steam deck or whatever, if that that becomes a thing that goes beyond the hardcore crowd. No, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think that thing's gonna be way too complicated for like more normal people. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Well, especially if you want to add anything to it aside from just being able to play your game and then figuring out, well, what, what do I have to do if this game doesn't play on it? Oh crap, you know. Uh, yeah. Most people just want to put your card in or download your game, and there you go. But if uh, you're Nintendo. You are looking at the Switch OLED that came out this week. I have. I uh, if you're looking for someone probably this week that will have it. Our partners, uh, Last Word on Gaming, our our editor or one of the editors. I'm one of the editors, but the uh, main editor, uh, Matt Jarvis, has it and he'll be reviewing it. So probably by the next time we do a show, I will put a link in there so you read his review. If you don't have other reviewers you want to read by then. And then, of course, Mark has Metroid Dread, but he has not uh, been able to play it yet. So that's yeah, the, just, the game I mean, that's launching today. Today, so. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely by the, our next show, uh, Mark will I was thoughts. supremely happy to pick up that special edition. I bet, man. There's so many people that have been wanting that thing, uh, looking for it, looking for it. Uh, Keith I, I mean, it, it was to it. the point last night where like, it was going in and out of stock at Best Buy's website. Yeah. So I had one in my cart. But I only had like fifty dollars in my bank account at the time. Oh, I thought uh, you'd already pre-ordered it. No, no, I couldn't. I tried, and then no. Nope. Ah, okay. Uh, and the same thing with that Shimigami Tensei Five, you know, premium thing. And I was like, well, could I bug Yens for like a very? I had I had the money in cash. Yeah. But can I bug Yens? And I was like, well, he's already in bed. Better not. So I, I Best Buy has like a, something in standard cart for fifteen minutes. Right, and I'm like, all right. Well, my bank's not that far away, so I drove drove out there like my pajamas and deposited like enough money to buy it, <laughs> and I had like six minutes to spare. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least you got that. So yeah. Those are. I like uh, their. I, I do like their because uh, Fire Emblem is basically the same shape, like their big box, like special editions. Mm. Uh, that I, Fire Emblem. So 
30 for edition. people that don't don't really know, I mean, or perhaps they're just saying like, oh, well, I'm happy to just get Metroid Dread. What comes in this special edition, I guess, that makes it so special? Uh, it's a steel one, a steelbook case. Uh, has like I think five different art cards representing like the five major uh, Metroid games, uh, and then like a big art book uh, that details like most. I think most of the Metroid games, not the biggest, you know, bun- special edition bundle. But Nintendo really doesn't do that, so yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, I mean, it's very analogous to like the Fire Emblem 30th Edition thing, except without the uh, glass NES cartridge <laughs> or you know. <laughs> plastic thing yeah uh so i mean I'm, there it's like i was saying keith keeps talking about one that special edition there's so many people that are after that so you know that's cool that you were able to get it and just kind of get it at the last minute uh, yeah and well. ebay prices are going insane for it right now i'd imagine they're selling that like uh like crazy it's uh, like right 170 on um, or like uh, about average not surprising really if you think about it yeah, and people just uh, like to do that. Uh, I mean, that'll be Persona, of, or uh, not Persona, but Shin Megami Tensei Five next month. <laughs> you really think so? They're gonna? Oh, oh, definitely. Because I, I've, I, it's on this like stock tracking website, and the minute it goes up for sale, within like ten minutes, it's it's sold out on like Amazon or you know Walmart or something. Because like scalpers are like buying it in droves. Uh, yeah, don't surprise. I guess they're gonna see if they can get as much for that, but I don't know, man. It's... Yeah. But uh, moving from that, let's once we're on that subject, let's talk about games we're playing. I've been able to in this time that we're off. You beat the game completely. I'm. I found out that I'm apparently about ten hours away from uh, beating the game, but I've played a massive chunk uh, of it in this time. Of course, talking about uh, Tales of Arise, Mark. Yep. I mean, you talked about it some, I think, on the last show, but I was at that point with that game where I was like, I don't know if it's going to, you know, click with me. I like the demo, but, and then I've like, I kind of played it for a little bit and I was like, okay, i got other stuff I got to play right now. And I still got to, you know, play a little bit more of FIFA so I can debut, uh, which I'll talk about here. FIFA's 22, I mean, and I was, ah, okay, I'm going to play this a little bit more and then figure out what I'm, what I'm going to do with that. And then all of a sudden it just clicked for me. I was like, oh, yeah. man, I, I want more. I want to keep playing this. I'll keep playing this. And then I turn around and, like I said, been able to be fortunate to work from home. And for some reason, when September hit, uh, the I, it really coincided with us as we've been able to make inroads with um, this latest peak in uh, COVID cases has dropped. So have the calls for us. So, like, after 8 o'clock, it starts getting slow. And I'm able to kind of just be on, have the game on mute and kind of play as, you know, calls kind of trickle in or whatever. And I've been able to play a lot of the game. And man, I've just been really enjoying it. The gameplay is super fun. It's fluid. And I don't, like, I play as Renwell, the magic user. Most of the time, I don't know which character did you I, use. I mostly. pretty much used Elfin. I almost never okay. switched characters, you except switched like character when I really game. needed to. And the only character I ever switched to was like uh, Shion or Shion because like I would have to like resurrect people or you know resurrect Alfin usually. I usually didn't have to worry about that so much. Like they, she would do a good job of doing that herself. Um, or I just use a life bottle. So yeah, she mostly did a good job, but occasionally I was like, no, I need you to resurrect this person now. Like, quit attacking, please. Yeah, because sometimes they'll get stuck in a a loop of going after and attacking, and you're kind of like. I, 
I had one funny thing happen where I think it only happened once, and so it's not really worth mentioning. But yeah, I think it was Law. He got knocked. He was going to do like a super attack. But he got knocked out of it in a battle. Like I don't know how it happened. So he basically just like T posed for the entire rest of the battle. Like he didn't do anything, and I was like, "This is yeah. funny." Yeah, I bet. <laughs> like it wasn't like a hard battle. Like, it was like medium difficulty. Like you know, but I, he he was just like kind of like walking around with like his arms extended. And I'm like, "All right," and like I would try to like get him to do something, and he wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't really have that issue. The only thing I've had is that sometimes you're. You're sitting there going, as Renwell, I can kind of see things that are happening before they happen. You know, I can move around, but the front characters, you know, Alfin, Shion, uh, Law, uh, pretty much everybody else is a front uh, character. And they're, um, they just have attacks happen. And you're like, dude, I saw that kind of mile away. You should have moved. And yeah. so then you're like going, oh, God, I got to watch the, the CP. Uh, meter here and that that's the one thing with this game that um it makes because the, the battle system's not the hard to understand and it's the battles themselves are not difficult at least from when i've gone through now there are some like secret bosses or whatever that if you're not leveled up enough they're gonna kick your butt but for the most part as long as you kind of you're playing the story and you're fighting everything that's kind of in your way uh, I mean, for the most part, a lot of times the enemies are like they're blocking the door that you have to go into or whatever, so you can't really avoid them. Yeah. But that's yeah, at, at a certain point, is I was trying like, to. I was going to say at a certain yeah. point, I was just trying to avoid enemies, like just kind of like wa- walking around them or just like fleeing the battle. Like, you know, I'm like, just like, because if you flee the battle, the enemies will disappear in the game world. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. I mean, you I've had can, enough of this. <laughs> you can uh, like try to run around them as well if you're able to like yeah. see where they're going you know um but that's my one thing with the game is that man that cp meter after a while especially once you get further in and the bosses start taking up more of your health oof if you don't if you don't come in with those uh, orange gels uh maxed out or have plenty of them well the or- i mean yeah. the orange gel is like 30% and the, i forget the purple yeah. one is like 60 yeah, the so, lemon yeah, gel, I, mean, I think it is. Huh? I think it's the lemon gel is what they Okay, call yeah. It. Yeah. Why don't, they just can't give them these things like regular names. Um, but at a certain point it's just like, you know, uh I like I never was like in a deficit, let's say that. And like she own she has certain skills where like if she is if the part if she is full, she regain they regain C P after every battle. Yeah, exactly. The uh, like steamed potatoes or some of the other little um, the things that she makes. No, no, it's not. Uh, it's not a. It's not a meal. It's like any meal you eat. She will like you know as long as like the the uh, little fork and knife are on the screen, like you will regain CP after every battle. Regard, you know, it doesn't matter what meal. Oh yeah, but I'm talking about when you get into. I mean, you're not going to have this problem necessarily with the like the normal normal characters yeah. you fight. I'm talking about when you get into those boss battles that are prolonged. Oh yeah where you don't have the ability to do that, um, you know, you do need to come prepared. Well, even, I mean, even though, I mean, even me. when that thing uh, refills it for you, which you do get the, that kind of luck. The, the little boss um, circle or yeah, the little rest circle thing. Yeah. The little rest circle or the camp that happens to be right before the boss. Yeah. Um, which is nice. I mean, they, that is nice that they do that. It makes it, it's not such a slog of like, Oh crap. Well now I have to either end this battle 
uh, go back and, and restart my save to make sure that, okay, this is where the boss is going to happen. They already kind of take care of that for you, um, which yeah. is which is really nice. So, yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I ran into is that sometimes that, that CV meter is a bit of a, a thing to get used to because, like, especially if you have both um, Dohalim and uh, Shion in your party, yeah, you have the double it. healers, they will yeah, run through that it. CP fast. Right. Um, and you'll turn around and go, what the, I don't know how many times I turned around and went, I just gave you an orange shell and you guys ran that out in like two minutes. Like what, that, what happened? That's why I didn't, yeah. that's why I didn't use Dohalim in the, in yeah. battles. <laughs> the only time I did was in bosses because I just wanted to make sure that I didn't have to worry about too many of my characters like dying. Uh, cause there was plenty of times where I had to like, cause Shion gets stuck in a, you know, something battling or whatever. And I have to use a life bottle myself. And then it has that thing where there's a period where you can't use another item. So, you know, you just have to be uh, careful, but I I do love the like versatility of the characters and each one of their boost attacks has a like actual reason why it exists. And you can play the game that way if you want. Like, I don't really do that. I mean, there's times where like with Renwell's I do where it can cancel the attack or, uh, but everybody, you yeah. don't need to use hers later on for battle or for bosses. Well, and that, the good thing is that also, uh, like, Alphans will do it, too, where you do it and it'll knock off their attack when you yeah. uh, use his. But, like, the uh, Kisara, which I think is a, a great, like, character just as a character, but I that's the one I use the least, probably, is um, because, be, mainly because of me using Rimwell, where I'm away from the battle. I, I can see the characters coming at me, so... I don't need her to come and do her little special move to block them. I can just move out of the way. But maybe if you're using a front character. No, she's useful she's for like the charging enemies because she'll knock them down. Right. I'm not so. saying that none of them are useful. I'm saying that out of all the characters, she's I mean, probably been in my back to the most. The only character I ever yeah. like held off with usually was like Rinwell because like, you know, you don't want some enemy casting a spell that can like decimate the party. Or there are, you know, later on bosses that are just bad with that type of stuff. Yeah, I had that problem with the, um, it was the first time I'd ever had that issue with the, um, the, the last Lord or whatever that you fight the, where you get way after you're gone, you're beyond the, the main premise. Yeah. Which is, you know, the main, the first part of the premise is that you wanted to beat all five of the Lords and then it goes into (laughs) other things. And then the game Uh, actually opens up. (laughs) That last Lord, he actually, will go after Rinwell constantly uh, and go and attack her. Uh, oh. And so I was like, oh, crap. Like, I really he, have to run away from this character. So he did, <laughs> like, I'm, I don't think he's atta- I don't think he's attacking her. He's attacking, you know, your character. Because he didn't, didn't do that in my game at all. Yeah, well, I, get, I guess that's what it is. Like, he, like, the other characters, the other lords, I never had a problem with, like, where they would come and attack my character. Like, like they had a personal vendetta. Like, yeah. this... This last lord, he was like literally chasing her around. I'm like, oh crap, I actually have to run. <laughs> like, yeah. and I have yeah. to jump around and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, this is this is interesting. Um, but no, it's good. It keeps you on your toes, and it's it's good that in a game where sometimes it feels like automatic and in a different way than a you know, like a turn-based RPG feels automatic. Sometimes there's parts of that where it's like, okay, I'm just gonna hit. Uh, well, for me, it's RB or whatever. For you, I think it was what, like L1 or L2 or something. For what? Uh, to do the regular attack. Uh, R1. Yeah. So, like, you know, you're so hitting you, that. And... Let me ask you, 
so you use art art points, right? Or arts points for like special attacks and stuff. Right. She so has the the art art points. Yeah. yeah. So at a certain point, Alfin becomes basically broken because you can basically spam your special attacks and get basically like infinite art arts points back. <laughs> oh really? Wow. He has this one uh midair or one midair attack. I think it's called Lunar Rondo. Yeah. Where it's like uh-huh. basically like a hurricane kick from Street yeah. Fighter. But like it only takes one one point. And I have so many like things on him where I was like, oh, if you get a critical attack, you get art arts points back. So I do I do one and he gets like three points back. <laughs> nice. I never had that problem with uh Rinwell where I had to worry about her arch points. She would have gotten back really fast. Yeah. So, but the thing was, it wasn't until like later, like until I got to that Lord or that I really started using her arts because a lot of times the other characters would just do so much of the attacking for me um, that I was just kind of there managing things. And I'd use the like, because she is... Of course, this goes into having the ultimate edition or whatever the the, yeah. the biggest edition that they give you that obviously they gave us as being reviewers. For a long time, nobody has an art four attack except for her. Yeah. So being able to use that like ray of light attack that she has so early on, like really takes a chunk out of uh, yep. those care, you know, the, those early on characters. Later, when you're you know, everybody's kind of at a bigger level. It doesn't do so much, but that's what I could do. I could just use that attack and, and really knock them out uh, for that. See, but yeah, you're, you're entering in a fun area soon where the regular, regular enemies will be the bosses you faced earlier. Oh boy. That's, and they aren't like super hard, but it's like that. They're more of a challenge than like the regular, you know, right. You know, enemies you used to fight. <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a time-consuming uh, thing. You really need to pay attention to, to what you're doing there. That's oh, that's good like though. The, how do you like the fishing mini game? I like the fishing mini game. That's fun. I was gonna mention once, that to you too. Once I figured it out, it got okay. But like, they don't explain shit in the game unless you. No, they don't it. explain anything to you about how you have to do the like short shake and then or like reel it in and do the shake and then reel it in. Like that's how I figured. It. I was like, oh. Now they're like coming at me like they don't want to stop, and it's like, oh yeah. Well, it's it's that, but also like you have to do like the button combinations to like get the right fish. Yes, it's like you should have maybe popped this up in like a tutorial, you know? Yeah, they don't tell you anything. They're like, oh, okay, they're randomly gonna have a random button show up, and you have to press it at the right time, or you might lose the fish completely. No, no, then, there's like yeah, there's like a key in the bottom in the bottom right hand corner of the screen that's like, oh, if you want this bass, it's like circle and x or like a and b and it's like oh you want you have to have the right uh lure to get the fish but if you just press this button combination and it'll eventually like come ah, i did like, not know that oh, yeah, yeah they don't explain that at all i'm like what's this bullshit in the screen you know on the bottom of the screen and then like half of it was full but half of it wasn't because you get you have three options it's like it'd be like an, on the it'd be like y uh x and a i assume yeah three. and it's like okay, what does this mean? And it's like, I'd like to look up a guide and it's like, oh, if you want like th- this trout, you have to have the right lure because every, you know, every fish has a specific lure or, you know, right, a few of them sense, can do yeah. like multiple. But it's like, yeah, just press the button combination. And it's like, wow, that's actually helpful. And that would have been helpful in the game. Yeah. Because I, I actually finished that mini game. I did, I got, I caught all the fish. Really? You caught all the, okay. 
There's only, that's cool. I think there's 44. Uh, yeah, that's still a nice number of fish. And some of them, most of them are fine, but some of them are like boss fishes. So they'll have like two health, two health bars. And oh, dang. they are like, you, like they just destroy stamina. Like you, you can barely like hang on to it, you know? Hey, I mean, that's good that, you know, they're, uh, they added that in. Like yeah. I, I was wondering the whole time. I was like, okay, does it get harder than this? And I guess you answered my question. Yeah. If it does the, or not. The weird thing is, is that game doesn't have a lot of, it doesn't have a lot of like superfluous content. And I don't like it has, a lot of side quests. I think it has like seventy or eighty of those. I mean, yeah. they're mostly just like find materials or go kill this thing. That's uh, the thing I found out. I find that I would end up having most of the materials. Yeah. Anyway, or I, so. I, a few of them was like, "Oh, I want you to go kill this thing." I was like, "I already did that," and they're like, "Oh, okay, cool, thanks." <laughs> yep, that too. Um, um, but like the the other or the older Tales games have like a lot more side stuff for you to do, and it's like I'm. I'm glad this game does not have that or cuts a lot of that out. <laughs> yeah, I did the ranch thing uh, where you. Yeah, that, that uh, is so the... minor that it it is yeah. basically like nothing. Yeah, but I do like the fact that you can just do that from the menu, and it's not. Oh like, yeah. Oh, I have yeah, to go that... back to the ranch every time. And oh right, it, it, uh, if it was like that, it wouldn't. I wouldn't have done it. But it's like, yeah, every time I, I agree because I did it for... one time because the first time makes you go back. Yeah, and then after that, you could do it from the menu with shop guy, and I'm just like. Yeah, if I have to keep going back to this, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do it. But it's nice because uh, that, along with the fishing, because the further you go on, obviously things cost more money, and yeah. you're not gonna find as much money as you do. Like even with the um, having the ultimate edition, where for a while it feels like, oh, I'm never gonna run out of money here, and then See, all of a I, sudden, oh man, yeah, you do. I, I never so, ran out of money, and I also never used any of the DLC money I got. Okay, well, that's fair, but I'm just saying, like, you never ran out of money, so, like, what, did you never buy any of the other, uh, the, the, not the, the weapons and the armor and stuff? Oh, no, I bought them all. Okay. But I I would sell, I would sell the armor. uh, Yeah, I did that. Because, you know, keep the weapons, because you'll need those. Um, Yeah, because there's a, they'll eventually run into, like, oh, there's a refined version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I just never ran out of money. I don't, you know, it's weird. I, I. I pretty much always had like a full stock of like health potions too. Yeah, I mean, I always would stock up on the have the everything maxed out, orange gel, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what I was doing, but like the ranch does help you, and then also the fishing helps you because you can sell that stuff, uh, sell the meat, and sell the fishes, and some of the fishes will get you a lot of money, and it, that makes it really easy to to be able to get the other stuff that you need. So, but like, I, I think about like the past tales games, like. Uh, the Spiria had like a mini game where he had to take the dog around the map to to mark his territory, <laughs> and it just yeah. got to be like in like that game had a big ass open world mm-hmm. like th- like you could like literally like ride this like dragon around in like a big open world and like Arise doesn't have that at all. Arise no. is like actually it's a it's a fairly linear game that can always go back to an area except for one area. But that's about it. Like, it's not like there's no like open world, you know, or even like even the levels you encounter or, you know, you go through aren't that big. Like Berseria, it had some levels that were so big, like the game gave you a basically like a skateboard to get around. And yeah, the mean. game, the levels don't get really big until you get towards like the 
that last lord where his castle's pretty big and yeah um, most of this stuff and especially if you don't care about getting items and going into secret rooms and stuff like that you could get through some of the early oh. stuff pretty fast the, the yeah. only other big like uh, uh other mini game is like finding owls yeah the finding owls that's really cute Oodles are cute and which uh some of is- that stuff some of the owls are annoying because you'll come into an area and go you know she'll make the comment about oh hoodle you found one of your friends and i'm like looking around going where the hell is that thing at like it's nowhere near here like at all well, that, that's why like it's proximity based like so when yeah. he starts flying around your head you're like okay i know he's around here somewhere yeah but i mean like there's literally you'll walk in an area and they say that and then i look around and it's like there's no owl here at all like what are you that, talking that's what about a good, like, like, that's what a good guide is for yeah it's like, thanks but, whatever oh this this is a minor spoiler, but after you beat the game, you can there's a quest to face old Tails characters in battle, which is yeah, really that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's cool when uh, uh, can make use of it. I did one of them. I did like the first one where I fought Edna. I don't know which. I think it's Symphonia or one of one of the earlier ones I, that I never played. Um, and she was hard. Nice. Well, I mean, I hope so. Yeah, sad. like she was. She could like. She had like earth power, but she could also like fly around. And it's like, this is not fun. Yeah. You only have one character with like a really good anti air weapon or, you know, anti air ability. Well, and there's like, I think there's like seven or eight, well, like seven or eight different like levels of, I don't know how many old Tales characters are there, but there's at least three or four. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a deep dive there on uh, Tales of Arise. To I, I me, mean, it's I'll, a great game. Uh, for me, it's probably my, my JRPG of the year. But yeah. I, that's kind of almost faint praise because there's not like a ton of other JRPGs out this year. There is, but, but it's not like not, there well, isn't not like one that not like triple A JRPG. Let's say that. Oh no, not. I mean, this is definitely like your Prophecy, like the one that's yeah. uh, or leading like the way. Like a dragon. Yeah, yeah, or Yakuza or something like that. Like it's it's the one that when you're saying, okay, is there an RPG that I need to play this year? Well, JRPG. That's the one. I think right. uh, we're all going to be pointing to being like, yeah, you should play that one. So, I mean, definitely, I'd say this is worth picking up. Uh, it's a great game. Uh, it's fun to play. There's a, some, you know, like we mentioned, there's length to it. I, I like all the characters. Um, I think they all have some really interesting arcs and there's uh, interesting story themes in here. So definitely worth your time uh, to play this. And I'm sure if you wait around long enough, uh, to around the Black Friday time, there will be a sale uh, on this game as well if you want to wait a little bit to the holiday times. And maybe you have some more time to play a game, then uh, definitely that's the time to, to check it out. But if you have the money, I would say definitely uh, go get this. It'll be well worth your time. And I think you'll enjoy it, and especially if you love other Tales games. And for some reason, you're still on the fence. Um, this should definitely knock you uh off that fence because there's some tales games that i have not uh enjoyed at all and this game i was like oh yeah love it love this game for me like uh i think we talked about this last time we podcasted like the old tales games always bothered me because of like how they did the art system like the special attacks yeah the direction stuff and this game does not have that so i think this game definitely plays better than those (laughs) and i love the i love the boost attacks being in there like feeling like even though some of those characters are not in your main party at all, they still feel like they're part of it. And I did have uh, one 
one stupid i think it was a boss battle where like my four main characters died yeah and it's like the game should let you be able to switch to bring in your other two backup characters <laughs> you could bring them in as long as they don't all die right yeah but you can't have all four of them die so yeah but that i didn't have that problem except for one time so yeah you know. how's the fifa Better How than is than the football? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, almost anything will be better than eFootball, honestly. Uh, so, uh, FIFA, if you have not played it in a while like me, I think this is uh, one of the better FIFAs um, that have you know come out in a while. Uh, so, I will say that the uh, hyper motion thing is totally overrated. That I, like, I, I, that's their big that? hook. That's their big hook for the game. If you have a PS5 or Series. Uh, so is okay. uh it they were able to motion capture two teams two entire uh, 11 v 11 playing against each other so you do see if you're a soccer fan you do see that more that authenticity um uh, the way the players move the way that a attacker will receive a ball compared to the way a defender is going to receive the ball you know goalkeepers do have some more movement but they're still janky and set up in weird spots and i still had a problem with that um so i i don't think that uh, they have improved the goalkeeper that much um and since the last previous couple of games but i will say it helps a lot in having that authenticity of how the characters and how they are the game is slower paced i like that as well it's more authentic feeling to how the game is it's not this like lightning fast oh my god you know ridiculous stuff sometimes that fifa is it feels more methodical it feels like you really have to think sometimes where you're gonna throw that pass where you're gonna uh do this um it i i've enjoyed it i like it um i'm having fun with it uh i don't necessarily think that there is if you play fifa 21 or you have fifa 21 there's nothing here that Oh my God, you've got to go and get this right now. Um, if you don't have, you know, if you're like me and you haven't played in like five years or so, yeah, I think like you can, yeah. Yeah, it's, skipping every th- two or three years is probably a good thing. Yeah, I wouldn't, because like really what's here is you can now create your own club. So if you want to do that in your career mode, you can create a club and then you have your created character and then you have the double whammy of having. A bunch of characters that are like you, and then trying to sign real players onto that team as you progress through the season. Uh, and you have a lot of different um, editing that you can do to like your stadium and your kit and logo and all of that stuff. Um, I played just regular Road with a manager. Uh, that was enjoyable. Uh, I love that part of it. The other big change, um, it, aside from the high promotion thing, is the Volta, the street football thing it is a lot closer to FIFA Street in that now you do have the powers and you do have like the super speed and the super shot and stuff like that. Uh, it's still not, you know, the arcade necessarily feel of the street games, but they're kind of halfway there now instead of like, oh, we're just going to do FIFA, but on in street. Yeah, they just transplant. Like, is it basically the same game except for the setting, and that's it? No, because like I said, now you have the actual. No, I meant like I meant before. Yeah, Yeah, before it was like that. It was like, oh well, now we have. This is one of the 
modes where we had the female characters now, or the 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 women's soccer players now is in this mode. Okay, well now you can have uh, women's soccer players and the male soccer players, and most of the time this is also like created, right? So you have all these like created characters um, with on your team, and and then you're trying to like build them up and everything, and you like unlock stuff for them. Also, there's now a like skill tree that you unlock for your uh, created character if you play the the career mode with the credit character and it's um less cumbersome than the one before that and the addition that they added here for the street thing is that on the weekends only you can play like mini games uh and it it goes into like a tournament style where you play four mini games at a time uh one of them is like you're on a disco floor and you're trying to get the ball over to cover as many uh, spaces as you can and they keep changing constantly uh, there's one where you have to hit targets and you play wall ball and uh, they're fun but it's weird that you choose to only do this on the weekend like I don't know why you couldn't do this during the week too that's weird that you lock it into doing that on the weekend only when it's something that you're really wanting to push to promote uh, co-op play all the other stuff's the same the seasons and all that stuff. Uh, FIFA Ultimate Team has some different changes, but I don't really care about all the Ultimate Team. I'm sorry if you do care about Ultimate Team. That's not my bag. I don't like being uh, roped into microtransactions. Um, and if I don't, I don't well, really care about. If you don't want to be roped into it, you're playing the wrong game. <laughs> I don't. I don't really care about having uh, try to cr- have the my dream team in cards. Uh, they do have this thing called like a preview now where you can uh, I think it's like once a day you can go into a pack and preview what you're gonna get you buy it yeah which is really just enticing you know buy more cards but uh, that that's on you but no I I've really enjoyed the uh, the FIFA it's um it took me a while to have to figure out you know the defending side of it at I, I was getting into a lot of like five to three games uh, until I figured out okay I need to kind of stop running, like don't run with my defender, kind of just kind of keep him there uh, where he already is. But they do, they still do have that problem where it tries to switch to, to the supposed nearest defender. And a lot of times it does that. And you're like, well, the guy's already buying me by the time he's to the other defender. So that doesn't really help me. I have to just wind up reading, uh, reading the game myself and know that that ball's going to go over there. So I need to stop him before he gets there. But no, I've uh, I've enjoyed the feed. It's good, good. stuff. Yeah, um, like I said, if you haven't played in a while and you love soccer or love football and and you know are enticed into wanting to get the FIFA, then go for it. If you played last year, especially if you have Game Pass, just stick with twenty one. Yeah. I don't think you need to. It'll be on EA Play anyway at some point. Just real quick, since we're already on the FIFA talk. Uh, EA has apparently, I don't know if this has to do with FIFA having bad precedent now with all of the, the scandals and the things that they have, they're trying to do now with uh, changing the World Cup to every two years instead of every four years and really just kind of not making a great name for themselves right now or just EA wanting to have their name on it and not necessarily having FIFA on it. But it's almost kind of like to me, like, I can't imagine the NFL game being called something else besides Madden. It's just, it's yeah, nomenclature, it's, you know? It's, yeah, like, it's the same thing. It's, you it's, know. Now, FIFA, I mean, 
FIFA is also the organization, right? So there's a little bit of confusion at times when if you're talking to a non-gamer that's only a soccer uh, player, when you mention FIFA, you're, you're looking at the international organization, not necessarily the, the actual sports game. But it's like, man, uh, are, are they perhaps having to give away a lot of the money because of the naming rights with FIFA? Or I don't know what all entails there, but they're saying that apparently all of the deals with the teams and the or the clubs and the the players and the stadiums and everything is separate from FIFA. So they can actually go and do that. They can change the name if they want to. I don't know. I do a, you? I have a good name for them. What about is it? EA Pro Evolution Soccer? Nah, well, you know, uh, Konami's not using it, right? So I mean, I think not? it's dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, you know, they they can't change that name, especially like worldwide. You know. Yeah, that's the thing that I don't really. I, there, it has to be a money thing. It yeah. has to be a money thing of. We're having to give FIFA a night a big chunk of what we earn with this game because it has FIFA's name on it. Yeah. Like I but, can't imagine what else it is. Yeah, Every other game that they make has uh you know, you got Madden, you got well what uh I guess the NHL. It already has NHL in the um, Tiger Woods. Tiger, well, now it's somebody else. Right? So Rory McIlroy or yeah, some other golfer no one cares about. Somebody, yeah, somebody else. Um, you know, it, baseball was kind of like the only one that was like, oh, it's MVP. That's their thing. Could you imagine yeah. if, like, let's say John Madden suddenly dies and, like, the first game will obviously be, like, a commemorative, you know, like, Madden, you know, edition. But, like, yeah. six months, at, like, six months after he died, and like two weeks before the game comes out, like what if it was like discovered that like John Madden had like a secret stash of like Nazi uniforms or something like that? Could you imagine how hilarious that would be? Oh God, <laughs> I don't want to imagine it because I'm such a huge like John Madden fan. Uh, what he did as a coach? Uh, and, yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not so speaking. Like, I, I'm not speaking ill of Madden at all. I'm just you know, yeah. it's just it's just more theoretical. But like how 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 much EA would have to dance about that or, you know. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you can't go back and just decide to (laughs) eradicate every freaking Madden that ever, I mean, let's be honest, like EA wouldn't have EA sports if it wasn't for Madden. Yeah. He was the first one or yeah. So like, it's a totally different game if you don't have that. So, I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, maybe they're just wanting to call it like FIFA something and they're not just going to take the FIFA name completely out of it. Um, but I mean, like you have the name of the league in there, NBA live, NHL, whatever, like, uh, you know, so that's, what's weird is MVP and Navy is the only one. It was just called MVP baseball, but you knew it was major league baseball. Right. Um, so I don't really know what the big deal is here, but I'm betting that it has to do with money, not necessarily image because everybody knows it's called FIFA. Nobody cares about whether whatever FIFA's doing at the time, uh, that's not going to make people not want to buy the game. Yeah. I, I think of it as the same way when Ubisoft bought, bought the Tom Clancy name like a decade ago. Yeah. And it's like Tom Clancy's been dead for like eight years. <laughs> and they keep... Well, I mean, they keep coming out with books too. It's not like just Ubisoft. I mean, right. To be fair. So uh, it's just, it's crazy that this is a thing uh, that is apparently happening. Uh I played two other quick games also. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. I 
started Lost Judgment finally. How is that? <laughs> that game's weird. It is like it's like half uh like half Yakuza or like half of like Lost Judgment or half of Judgment mixed with like Persona or Bully. Oh really? Wow. Okay. Like the first chapter, I'm I'm only in chapter three. The first chapter was all like like introductions, like this is how you fight, this is how you tail people, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The second chapter took place entirely in a high school. Oh wow! And it, it, I mean, it's obviously not the same scale, but the high school was basically—it looked almost exactly like the high school from Persona Five. Well, I mean, but just with the different, obviously the Yakuza or the they are connected stuff. to each other now. I mean, and then to be fair, Yakuza Like a Dragon did have the bonding stuff that they took from yeah. Persona. I don't, as well, I don't so. think this one has that because yeah. you, you still only had the one guy. Uh, but it's fine. Uh, I discovered a fun thing where my PS5 controller is broken, kind of. It has an, It's having that drift issue. Oh, man. Uh, I noticed that. that when I was playing Call of Duty uh, Cold War, I bought the, like, the Judge Dredd one skin. Uh, and I was playing, and like the gun was kind of like jittering. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm using the Judge Dredd gun. Maybe it's that. And then I switched yeah. to like, a normal gun, and I kept doing the same thing. And I'm like, no, this is messed up. And I plugged it in, into a PC, and like it's yeah, it's off. And like lost judgment, like, occasionally the the camera will just like start spinning around my character and yeah. i'm like that's that's not normal <laughs> definitely not and i i haven't contacted sony yet uh but you have to like mail them your controller and Oof. you know wait for them to fix it and it's like that's not well they gotta be able to prove that it is you know a, a problem well why don't you know? you, why don't they just do it like computer manufacturers do where they send you out a new one, you, and they, you know, they if you don't send them back your old one, they charge you the full price of it. And then perhaps it's a Japanese thing. Nintendo does the same thing. You have to send it. In. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah. Uh, not good. I think Microsoft did that, or yeah. they, maybe they have like occasionally, but it's like that's not a viable solution because it's like okay, I have like four games to review right now. Uh, yeah, you know, what if I tell everyone, hey, it'll be done in three weeks when I get my controller back. I mean, I guess they also assume, especially Microsoft apparently assumes, and and Sony maybe too, without the different editions of their controller that you will have bought another controller. Or, well, I'm tempted. You know. I mean, if I had the cash, I'd buy another one, return it, my broken one, and say, "Hey, this one's broken. Give me no, give me another one." Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, what you return it to the store? Yeah. Uh, hey, this, this this didn't work. I need a new one. Uh, <laughs> Because, it, hell, it'd be quicker than sending it to Sony for two and a half weeks. I agree. You know. Wouldn't they it, be like, able to know that you used it? Probably. I could clean it up. You know, it's not they, they don't record the serial number of the controller, you know, when you buy the yeah. store. No, um, they don't. But, yeah, Lost Judgment's cool. Like, I've barely even explored the city, though, because it's all, like, I'm beating up, like, high school kids, like, bullies. And, like, the game, I think the entire story is about, like, bullying. It's, like, bizarre. And I'm, like, now I'm, like, the head of a high school club, like, a detective club. And I'm, like, yeah. it's, like, what is going on with this game? Like, it's, like, super weird. Like, yeah, it's not bad. Like, it's still this. It's actually, uh, in some ways, it's it's better than the first one, for sure. But, like, yeah, it's just, like, this, this is strange. And I, I did pick up that Castlevania collection. Oh, uh, I knew you would. Um, yeah, 20 bucks. I mean, yeah, why not? You enjoy it? I've only played the first game. I think it's Circle of the Moon. So there's a fun trick in that game. That's the one where cards drop from enemies. I think it's okay. like 24 cards total. Uh, I think Destructoid put up a guide where it's like, and the the card drops are random. Like, so, like if you hit an enemy or kill an enemy, 
sometimes the card will drop and sometimes not. But there's a rewind feature in the game. So you can kill an enemy, and if he doesn't drop the card, rewind three seconds, kill the enemy again. <laughs> if it, you know, keep rewinding until the card drops. And it's like, huh, okay. So I have almost all the cards right now. <laughs> I could I could finish that game. I think I have like the like the last key I need. But there's some like secret area I kind of want to explore first. That's a good package for twenty bucks. That's actually a really good package. Even like the worst Castlevania game, the one I think I think it is Circle of the Moon of the Three. That's still mm-hmm. a damn good game. So yeah, yeah, I I really like it. I mean, it's a great deal if you like those games. Harmony of the I think it's Harmony of the Moon or. Or uh, Harmony of Dissonance. That's Harmony, yeah, Harmony of Dissonance and Aria of Sorrow. Yeah, Aria of Sorrow. Ar- well, Aria yeah. is like the like that is like typically ranked as like the number two Castlevania game behind Symphony, I think. And Harmony of Dissonance isn't that much further behind. Like it's a, a really good game, also. So, and I don't like the last one, the Dracula X at all. No one should. But uh, that was the one that got the. Uh... The least better parades, I think we will see. Well, I think the old style Castlevania game, which I really dislike. Yeah. So I don't like going up like a le- like a level or like a different a different uh, screen in a level, and then getting knocked back into the old screen like and dying. Mm. Like I should just be able to be knocked back into the previous room, not have health taken away or die. You know, right? But yep, and me and Yen are still plugging along with Diablo too. Well, That'll take a while. I'm sure it will. You guys... We just hit Act Three, I think. Okay. And it's funny because, like, well, one funny thing in that game is me and him keep getting gems and, like, you know, sock, like jewels and stuff. Yeah. I can't. I think I can speak for him. We have not gotten single socketed item in that game. Dang. I got like one that was like a you know a gray trash item and that was it. Why do we keep getting all these stupid rune you know runes and gems and crap when we can't find anything to put it in? You know. Yeah. Yeah, the game's still cool. It's you know passable. That's what matters. They didn't mess it up. So yeah, that's a positive. Well, finally getting Finish. away from <laughs> talking about uh, I I was gonna interject with since we were talking about. Um, Sega there when you talk about Lost Judgment, but we'll go ahead and start with that. We've known about one of the moves for a while because it's been a rumor for a while now that um, uh, the Yakuza creator um, and head uh, not just, uh, but now it's like not just the Yakuza creator who uh, we've known for a while was going to leave for NetEase uh, in China, but now it's also the also the head of the Ryugoku studio, uh, Daisuke Sato, is going to leave as well. And uh, that's that's really crazy to me that you you announce a sequel to Yakuza Like a Dragon, and then, man, these key people are leaving. Now, granted, uh, to be fair, on uh, Negoshi's part, 32 years with a company, that's a long time. Man. That's enough. There's nothing that says you got to be a lifer at a company forever. I mean, you want to move on and do different things. Well, I mean, that used to be the culture at, yeah. in Japan, but not anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's also just... I mean, look at Miyamoto. Ten cents offering you some money. You're not going to not take it, you know? So, after a while... Miyamoto will be working at Nintendo five years after his death. <laughs> it's sad to see it happen. You're not really going to know how much this is going to affect things. I mean, you'll know, I would say you'll yeah. know in two games. Yeah, I mean, we don't know oh, like how crap. far along they are 
with this. And you hear the you people know, drag racing down my street, apparently. Yeah, I hear that. It's like, what the heck's going on there? I would say, like, the next, like, like a Dragon 2, you might see a little of it, but I'll say, like, the next whatever game, if it's, like, somehow Judgment 3 or maybe another, like, a regular Yakuza game or whatever, yeah, that will be the more noticeable one, but I'm sure they're not going to screw with the Golden Goose that much, or, you know, it's not, it might just become a little more, uh, yeah, well, they already said that they were going to work on, I think, the game. Um, yeah. Because they needed to mess with the battle system a bit. Aside from that, you know, it's more of like, I think, the story and how that's going to go. And, you know, he was perhaps probably involved a lot in that. It's sad to see, but I mean, it's good for him as well to be able to go and, and do something else. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it, to be fair, I mean, like, you're always going to have change in a company. I don't think yeah. it's like when we talk about other people, oh man, this guy left the studio, That this game's in peril. I don't think that that's what we need to wait, look at. Wait till, no, wait till Nomura leaves Square. <laughs> and uh, to be fair, just to you know, put this out there, you know, Masayoshi Yokoyama is going to now be the director at Ryagaga Toku Studio, um, Ryusuke Hori and Hiroyuki uh, Sakamoto are also going to get promoted as well. So they're staying around. So it's not like you're losing everybody that's been involved with that series. Yeah. I mean, you're using some very important people. Um, but but man, it's not again, like the studio shutting down or anything. Yeah, but again, I mean, like, Negoshi being around with Sega, he's been with Sega for 32 freaking years. That's a long time. Uh, that's almost my entire lifetime. You and I both, uh, I love Yakuza Like a Dragon a ton. I'm really looking forward to you know, what's going to happen with uh, Yakuza uh, Like a Dragon 2. Let's just hope that they nail that. And we're yeah. uh, getting into that. Uh, speaking of other uh, famous folks that had to do with series that involve uh, the dragon name, a guy that has been very controversial as of late. I mean, he was one of the main reasons you couldn't, you weren't really supposed to be streaming Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, because Koichi Sugiyama did not want uh, the music being just available for everyone to listen to. They wanted to make sure you bought the game. Um, he's a very uh, anti-LGBT guy. Uh, but I don't want to talk ill well of a person that composed 11 main games, all 11 main games of the series. That's over 500 pieces of music, according to Square Enix. I mean, the dude's been there with the company for an extremely long time. And to live to 90 and have that uh, legacy is uh, tremendous on his end, but uh, sad to, to hear that. Yeah, he was, yeah, I remember, I think it was Giant Bomb years ago, talked about like he was the guy that wouldn't let America have like the good Dragon Quest soundtracks. Well, yeah, I mean, that happened, right? Like yeah. the PS4 version of Dragon Quest Eleven did not have the best available soundtrack. It wasn't until you got the Switch version that you did get there crystal yeah you know? so and i think it was like dragon quest builders too had the same problem you know, yeah like it, <sighs> so dumb but hopefully they change that stance right uh, now that we're so normally mark would be a someone that is championing or at least talking about the newest far cry game that also came out this week uh reviews seem to have not been very kind to far cry 6 I mean, that's uh, the thing is, I'm like, yeah, I think Far Cry 5 kind of burned to me. <laughs> uh, and that's not great to hear, considering uh, love Giancarlo Esposito, 
um, as a as an actor. And that that may, that alone makes me want, and obviously the setting for me being Latino makes me want to play the game. Uh, but you know, as Mark alluded to, lots of games to review right now. Um, and you know, I mean, I may Mark, as, <laughs> yeah, I may as well grab it, or you know, because I yeah. yeah, I got like also Alan Wake waiting in the wings. <laughs> yeah, Alan Wake as well. Uh, that that has been getting uh, good reviews. So, but that's a game that's that like. I don't want to get too deep into, especially with my controller issue. Like that will. Yeah, I agree with you there. Not, yeah, that will not do that game. Fit, you know, kind. <laughs> well, the reason why I bring up Far Cry Six, um, just because it's not fair to really talk about when we either one of us have not been able to play the game yet, is that inside Far Cry Six, there's sort of a hint that there could be a multiplayer game coming for the Far Cry Six, and then Jason Schreier has kind of gone on. Well, he said this in June, but. There's one more validity added to it that perhaps Far Cry 7 is going to be more online based uh, and more right. of a. I, I perhaps, don't know how to take, like, what does that even mean? You know? Like more of a multiplayer focus, right? But I mean, I, I just don't think that, I mean, two players is kind of enough. You don't, you don't need a whole squad, you know? Look, look how well that helped uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. No, I agree. And it's just like, you should still, there's something to be said of like, you don't really need to mess with the main games. You want to do that, do like you did with the Blood Dragon, right? Like make its own spinoff, whatever. Like, I don't know why you need to make that one of the main games is like, oh, now we're going to add multiplayer or oh, what, just so we can shove more microtransactions yeah. in there. I mean, I don't know. I They could perhaps make it work for the story, but I don't know. That really puts me off wanting to play that if that's the case i saw the thing about uh well i saw the one thing about far cry 6 where it's like oh you get a whole bunch of customizable outfits to wear like clothing to wear mm-hmm. and I, I just was like i'm still baffled because like you don't this isn't a third person game you know like you don't see your character uh i'm pretty sure you never see your character except like maybe like very situational things but it's not like who, who cares what your character is wearing right <laughs> I like maybe just, it's just a thing. Some people like to have that creative element. I mean, it's fine, but yeah. I would rather have be able to see what you're wearing, you know, first. Right. Speaking of that, that, one thing Lost Judgment has is you now have gear in the game. Oh, nice. Which I don't think they've had in previous games. I'm pretty sure. It's like, oh, I equip these wristbands, and they give me plus five attack. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I mean, at least that's an improvement. You know, they're yeah. making uh, changes there. Ah. <sighs> Speaking of uh, making a change here for Netflix is, I guess, serious about getting into the video game realm. However, that is going to be. We still don't know. But they bought themselves one heck of an indie studio in Night School Studio. Of course, the developers of Oxenfree, now Oxenfree 2, and After Party as well. And, I mean... What do you think about this? I mean, we we talked about Netflix, you know, wanting to get into games, and we said, okay, well, what are they going to do with that? Uh, you know, Sean Crankle, who's the co-founder of uh, Night School, said that this is great because it gives them the freedom to be able to make what they want, and obviously they have the funding now. They don't have to worry about that. Uh, of course, some people are worried about what this means for Oxford Free 2. Is Netflix going to get involved and try to start poking holes in it and whatever? What do you think? Like, obviously, this is a narrative-driven studio. They make kind of narrative-type games. 
not like full telltale stuff or whatever, but they there's a narrative focus to their games, obviously. What do you think does this mean? I mean, it, it could work, but I just yeah. don't, I don't think how, I don't think a lot of Netflix subscribers care about games. Well, I mean, who isn't a Netflix subscriber? I uh, mean. <laughs> well, right. But I'm just saying like most people have Netflix. So like, I don't know where you, where we're yeah but i'm like, not yeah. not most people are into video games so you know i don't know and man like we keep blurring that line of, like there's so many people that play video games in some form or another whether it's mobile or console or pc or whatever like but also like the the, the inherent the problem is it's just gonna essentially be a choose your own adventure game like that uh black I mirror mean, bandersnatch episode or whatever it's called like, i mean if this is what netflix wants to do right they're just are they going to do the Google thing of buying a studio just to buy it and it has the Netflix name on it and they're going to make money off of what part of the the sales of that game or whatnot? Yeah. And not necessarily, oh, we're going to try to make it work for Netflix. Or will they kind of offer their own Game Pass where it's like, okay, well, we own these studios and for $5 more a month or whatever, you can play it on your computer well, or well i mean it's not i mean I, I would say that's almost not with the netflix spirit or it's not you know i'd rather just buy the game i mean if they just want to make if they just want to own a bunch of studios that's one thing but if they want to like integrate it into like the netflix like platform that is where this kind of falls apart for me because it's like what is the not like what is the number one input device for like a net for like a netflix console a remote control you know look at like an apple remote it has like a D-pad and, like, a button on it, and that's about it. Right. I mean, it, but we saw that Stadia made it to where you can use other controllers, right? And Xbox has it to where you can use a PS4 controller and eventually probably a PS5 controller. But that that factors into, like, what I was saying. Like, not everyone is into game. It's like, oh. Right. But I'm, I'm saying, like, we're not talking about, okay, well, Netflix has to go and make, a Netflix brand, well, I'm sure they might. Uh, I'm sure just, they will. Uh, I mean, it's you know, they'll get all the old Google stock of Stadia controllers. And- yeah, I mean, like I'm sure they they will not hesitate to make their own Netflix branded controller and say, "Oh, hey, well, you can do this with a package. Uh, buy this for, let's say that they don't charge sixty, maybe they charge uh, fifty or forty or something, and that hey." Now you can, for a certain amount of money a month, you can now go and buy, or you can go and play a subset of games from our studios, or maybe they, again, like I said, their own kind of game pass, and they include other games that mess up necessarily that they own, and you can play them there as part of a part of the service, an expansion of the service. Well, did you play, I, I didn't play, did you play Oxen Free? Yes, I love Oxen, it's great. So yeah, is it, I... Game. I know it's an adventure game, but isn't there like free movement, or it's not like it's not like yes, a there is narrative game. no, no, no. It's no. not a Telltale game. It's a, there's movement, and you actually have to figure out puzzles and things like that. Yeah. So, so I mean, playing it on a computer is one thing, or you know, with a with a on a console, but right. Like like I said, like I I just think like the barrier for most people is I have a Roku remote. What you know? Right, right. But this okay. So this is not. I I don't think that they're trying to get. Uh, like let's say uh, my grandma, right? My eighty-two-year-old yeah. grandma. They're not trying to get her who watches uh, novellas on Netflix or some other thing 
uh, that that is used to having the Roku remote and that or or using the Chromecast, whatever. They're not trying to get my mom, who doesn't care about video games, uh, at her age of in her 60s. They're trying to get us, right, our generation. They're trying to get the ones younger than us that are now doing stuff, uh, Netflix, uh, Netflix and chill. Like, sure. you know, our, our my daughter and, and further on, that's who they're trying to get with this. I'm trying to make sure, oh, and here's like a- something else we can offer you so you don't cancel your subscription. But I mean, I just don't. Well, I don't think like game like this is like the one studio, so that's one issue. Like unless you're going like a huge buying spree, like you know, uh, THQ Nordic has been doing, like that might be an issue. But yeah, I I don't know. I just don't see enough interest in like Netflix as a gaming platform for you know this to be like a, a huge factor for people. Yeah, I mean, I think this that's the thing is Netflix kind of has to reveal more of what they're trying to do here of i really think that eventually they want this to become like their own game pass of we're gonna own some of these studios and they're gonna make uh games for us that perhaps aren't i don't know if they'd be eventually exclusive uh to where you have to have a netflix subscription pay uh you know play it or whatever or it's just an extension of okay well you already own these things that also have netflix on it um you can you can use those controllers and everything just as long as you pay an extra fee, whatever it's going to be, you can play these games. And kind of like, uh, you know, Epic doing their free thing or Twitch, uh, Amazon doing their thing. But like uh, maybe something those, like that. Those, those examples are all like free, like pretty open narrative free games. Like, yeah. you know, Fortnite like doesn't have a story per se. So it's, yeah, like they can offer for free, you know, I guess... In, I, I just if Netflix wants to own games with you, that's fine. Like I go ahead as long as you sell sell actually sell the games. But I would never yeah. subscribe to Netflix to you know to play Oxen Free Two or right Bandersnatch Forty Eight or whatever you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what comes up out of this, right? Like oh, when you start, I think somebody made the uh, when this first came out. It's like talk to me when you buy a AAA studio and tell me that you're not making games for once Netflix buys Sega. (laughs) I I hope not. But I mean, like that's the road. I mean, we talked about this before. That's the road we're headed down. We're going to see a lot more of this. We're going to see more studios get bought. And because that's kind of like movies, isn't going to be, you're not going to make many more mergers happen. You're not going to have these big company. Three or or four big companies. And that's it. (laughs) Like, so the entertainment world is kind of done in that perspective. The next, phase of that is video games and we're seeing uh you know not to go off this topic too much but we're seeing sony all of a sudden a bunch of moves as far as acquiring studios and this one was leaked a long time ago when we talked about the them acquiring housemark uh but uh, now they have announced that they also have acquired bluepoint and then there's sort of been a hint that bluepoint could be doing their own original thing yeah, they yeah. said they're making, they're working in their own IP, which I mean, I guess, sure, but yeah, I, I think their remastered or you know the remake, remade uh, stuff is good enough, you know, like yeah. But I mean, if you're a studio, that's what yeah, you, you want. You want to make your own stuff. You don't want to. Yeah, be you just don't want to like be like the emulation or like the port people. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, that's kind of what they're bringing in uh, the Nikkei for, or not Nikkei, uh, the Nixus or whatever, right? Like. Nixus is around to port a bunch of games that already exist to PC. 
Yeah. Uh, so like, you don't want to have, if you're blue point and that's what you kind of made your name off of, but you don't want that to be thing forever. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's kind of like how iron galaxy, uh, I mean, yeah, they were kind of known for making for porting over games, and then they made their forays into uh, their own games, some good and some right. bad. So, yeah, you're gonna get <clears throat> some wins and losses. Talking about that, that's the I think for me, like one of the interesting things about Konami coming back into maybe coming back into wanting to make AAA games again, or at least remakes of their own uh, game, their own big franchises like Castlevania. And there's already talk of them trying to find a studio uh, to make a new castle and perhaps, you know, remake of Metal Gear. And then what I mean, Metal Gear kind of makes sense if you are really that movie. What do you how do you feel as someone that is a big Castlevania fan, a big Metal Gear fan? Konami decided to go away from making the big video games and now they want to come back. Like, do you think this could work for them? Uh, I, I think the problem, the inherent problem is even if they wanted to do this. They would do it incredibly ineptly or cheaply. I think yeah. as e football has borne out. Uh, right. So I, I mean, I would not want them. I would rat. You know, they can't. They clearly can't make a triple A game at this point. Even like a B tier game. Sad as that is, like they should honestly just sell the property or sell the franchises off. Yeah, interesting. What that's going to become, and you know. Mark alluded to it, but eFootball 22 is uh, the lowest-rated <laughs> game on Steam of all time. Uh, to be fair, I really wouldn't. That, that's not am, like a that's not a good metric, but I mean, yeah, no, and, it, I, and I'm still not like thinking that uh, sports games are necessarily always like the thing for PC. But either way, it's still not great on all the other consoles. And part of that is also like. It was made to be free to play coming from a system where it was an actually a pretty good game. And then you like cheapened it. And then there's also a pack that you can't unlock for two months. It costs $40. Well, there's a pretty good Kotaku uh, breakdown of this by like someone who's actually is a fan of the game, apparently, or, you know, of Pez. And they were like, they stripped out almost all the modes. Mm -hmm. uh, And like, Passing Almost all the teams. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the I think it was a guy. He's like passing doesn't work in the game, and yeah, you it's can't like play that is, soccer without passing. That, yeah, he's like that. That's like <laughs> you know playing a basketball game with broken dribbling. Like that is the number. That is the first thing yeah. you could have working, and it, like it just doesn't work. Or you know it's it it's incredibly slow. Uh, the AI is apparently terrible, uh, and he was just like dumbfounded by it. And it's like that. That's what I mean by like. Imagine the Konami of today trying to make a Metal Gear game. It's like, Jesus Christ. Oof. Like, no thank you. And the th- one of the things I saw was, uh, I think this was like last week, people were, were speculating they were going to do a Metal Gear Rising uh, yeah. port or like remaster. And it's like, that game, mm-hmm. it's already out on PC. Like That's a, That, if there's, I mean, people want other Metal Gear games to remaster or whatever, not necessarily the that one. <laughs> and that, that game, like, you can you can get that game or you can find that game very easily. It's, I think it might be, yeah. you can buy it on, you know, the PSN or Xbox storefronts. It's like not hard to find that game. Like, yeah, I'd rather have, I mean, the one I want is Metal Gear Solid 4 personally, but they're never going to do that one. Right. Uh, so yeah, if like Metal Gear Solid 2 or 3, sure. But sell the franchise to Sony and have Bluepoint do it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, that, I mean, that is one of the ones that people were, were wondering 
maybe they are doing. Uh, yeah. Would they be doing the Metal Gear remake uh, as their next have, game? And have uh, oh, what's that? The the Eternal Darkness people. Yeah, that could work. No, no, I mean they already did that one remake for the for the GameCube. Remember? Hmm. But I don't think Dennis Dyack Studio is still around. Uh, Silicon Knights. Yes. They just put out like a Castlevania like mobile game on Apple Arcade that is like apparently. I, I've heard I've, I have a friend saying it's it's not bad, but it's more just kind of like free to play garbage, or you know it's more the same thing, and it's like eh. yeah, yeah. But some some of their free to play or it's not free, some of their like mobile games and indie games have been decent. That but that's not the problem though, right? It's like it's one thing to say okay, we're making a an indie game, uh, or we're making a one of our games mo- putting it on the mobile like like Sony's doing. Uh, as well, it's like it's another thing entirely to oh well we're going back into the space and then we're also just going to be kind of outsourcing this to different studios as well and it's like oh man what are you doing here you didn't let Kojima have Silent Hill but we're gonna have studio number two three four yeah unknown have, studios who don't yeah. care about the who probably won't care about the about the uh, job it's just like a contract to them so it's like you know. Yeah, I mean, like, how many CyberConnect2 situations are you going to have with, with those studios where it's like, oh, man, look, I don't I don't want to talk ill will about, uh, who knows, maybe these studios want to be great at, at doing this. But I'm just saying, what if you do, and then it's like, oh, well, now what? Are we going to scrap it? Are, you're not going to bring it in-house to develop what? There, you don't have anybody developing at Konami. So, also, like, I would be extreme, even if I... If I somehow headed up a game studio and Konami said, we want you to make a new Castlevania game, I'll, I would say no, because I imagine they have so many, like, weird restrictions or, like, weird business practices that I would want, like, no part of it. I mean, unless you're hard up for money and that's what you want to do to, like, kind of get your... Yeah. Feet wet, but, like, I imagine the pressure that you will have is immense. Look, look at uh, Metal Gear like, Survive as example number one. Oh, God, don't even remind me of that terrible awful uh just i mean yeah that's a, that's the the great tragedy is that konami has some of the best franchises ever mm-hmm. but their capacity to make new games or to you know exploit those franchises correctly is gone and say what you, say what you want about like square or capcom like the relative value or the relative quality of you know individual games but like hey final fantasy is still going and it's still strong you know, Resident Evil is still going and is still strong. Like, you can't say that about Metal Gear, or you can't say that about Castlevania, aside from, you know, this advanced collection, which, hey, is great, don't get me wrong, but it's a collection of their old games that they farmed out to, I think, M2. So, they, I mean, unless they're going to make another Pachinko game, which you have to imagine that COVID tanked that business. That, I, think that's the, that, yeah. I think that's why they're trying to pivot again. Oh, no, have, I agree. Yeah, because you don't have people going into these yeah, pachinko parlors and yeah, like slot yeah. machines and crap like that. So yeah, it'll be a while before people feel comfortable to do that, if yeah. ever, or you know, if not, yeah, twenty years from now, maybe. But I mean, I mean, I think you, eventually, well, we will get. I, yeah. I think in America, yes. I think in Japan, no. <laughs> At least not for a long, way longer. Let's say that. Yeah, Grant. You're right on that. Look, look at like Sega's closing down all their like high profile arcades, you know, Tokyo and Japan. Mm, you're uh, you're right there, sir. I, we'll see. Yeah, Konami. I just don't have a lot of faith. But no, however, God, no. Yeah. However, I do have faith in Capcom deciding all of a sudden make PC their main platform. Uh, 
and they showed that off with Monster Hunter Rise getting its own uh, release date finally. I think it's next year, January. And then, of course, the expansion uh, will come to that too. Apparently, Resident Evil 7 still sells a million copies a year on PC. Uh, we've seen Sega make a move to PC and how profitable that's been. Sony is doing that as well. So Capcom can't really say that they're like, they've noticed this trend. A lot of people have been being able to benefit from their games on PC when they haven't been in the past. I, as I a think... PC person. Go on. Yeah, what do you, uh, so I was going to ask you, like a PC person, like, do you feel like this is just, well, you should have realized that a long time ago? Or is well, there something changing now that's making the PC kind of more of a... I think they said that in Japan, the PC is like starting to grow as a platform, which makes sense because I'm, I'm like gaming lounges are, you know, like the Pachinko parlor, 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 right. they're not doing well. So, yeah. Uh, the problem is like a lot of Capcom's games on PC are busted or just right. not good ports. Like Resident Evil 8 is a, is a great example. Like it has like some very restrictive DRM, some crack or some pirate or cracker eventually like stripped out the DRM and the game ran like 20% better. And it's like that's that is not insert that is not like small like for the game to like run that much better that that's an issue like I I think Cap Capcom games on PC are not the best ported games or you know worked yeah. on games so if they really do want to make that like the driving platform fix your shit would be my suggestion or <laughs> that's a fine enough goal but some a lot of the games are just kind of weird on PC even like way yeah. back in the day. And especially now moving a what is was exclusively a Switch game over to PC and then improving that and just saying, okay, 4K, 60, that's going to change everything. I mean, obviously it does. Uh, yeah. If you're, you're going to be playing that on Switch. Yeah, let's, you've, you've got to do that as well, right? You've got to improve uh, the game's quality on PC or it doesn't necessarily uh, mean a whole lot. I don't know how much the... Uh, there is a Japanese crowd that is like super PC master race, whatever about all the technical graphics and everything. Do they just want it to work on PC because the screens are bigger than their phone? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, definitely that's a thing to think about. Like, I mean, technically you could play it on a laptop that you could take uh, with you places, but you also have to have, you know, internet access now to be able to like play these uh, things and stuff. So it's supposed yeah, to be able to play online. I think I watched some video by, I want to say the modern vintage gamer about like Resident Evil Village and like it looked borderline like broken on PC with the DRM. And it's like, that's, yeah, yeah it's like, oh, all right. I mean, I, I played it on, P, on PS5 and it was A-OK -okay there. So <laughs> believe me, I would not buy Resident Evil Village on PC. Without, I think they eventually got rid of the DRM like once right. this was like brought to their attention. But it's like, don't, you didn't play this game before that? Or, you know, like, didn't you see it? Like, it was like uh, when Ethan like blocks, like the game kind of just chugs along. I said, "That's what's going on here." <laughs> well, sometimes yeah, he, you he, got... put a, he put up a video uh, like three or four months ago saying DRM has ruined Resident Evil Village on PC. So, ah, but that's uh, no, you got to be weary of that. Capcom got to be looking at how to improve that if you're yeah you're doing that. So, Capcom, get your s together, sir. Um, so we're, we're already kind of like running a bit well, long here. Um, is there anything that you really, really want to talk about that we haven't yet? Uh, the God of War stuff is kind of interesting. Yeah. It, so this, I'm sure most people already know, but somebody, but like, so we knew that there's 
they obviously announced a delay for God of War. But randomly, one night, Christopher Judge just goes off on Twitter and he points out that nobody had told him to say this or anything. No one's cleared it. The reason why God of War Ragnarok is delayed is because of him. He's injured um, and had to have like various surgeries to his knees and hips and back. God, yeah, that's a lot. Um, he couldn't even walk. Yeah, uh, to a point. And like, think about how so many studios will say, "Okay, the game is more important than one guy," right? Like, oh, we can find somebody else to play Kratos. Let's go. Let's move it along. Let's, you know, like, uh, we need to get this going. We need to get this made. We don't have time for this, you know. So for Sony, so it's a big company like Sony to not only delay the game but then stick with. Uh, Christopher Judge and support him and say, look, we'll wait on you, man. Yeah. We'll wait on you. Um, obviously, I think the uh, the pandemic helps a little bit of like, okay, a lot of people are, are delaying their games. There's not a whole big rush to, oh my God, we got to get this out right now. Um, I think that might help a little bit, but I think it's also just, it says a lot about uh, Sony as a studio. Of, we're going to wait. And we're going to yeah. make sure this is the best God of War game possible. And it's not going to yeah. be good without him. But he was one of the, I mean, yeah, he was one of the breakout. I mean, he was winning. But, yeah. It was him <laughs> and, and uh, was it Roger Clark that year for voice actor of the year or whatever. Yeah. Uh, in almost everything because he was so awesome as Kratos. Yeah. So to like, you're going to say this is a God of War uh, continuation and then you're not going to have the same voice actor. Well, um, voice and motion capture, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, well voice and motion capture, and motion capture is so big on this on this yeah. game. The way that they shoot the game, all of that is super important. So, like, people would be able to notice straight away if it's not him. And I think Sonny realizes that and says, okay, well, we have to have him. The, the other, uh, well, speaking of, that's a good studio story. The bad studio story is uh, Activision settled that one case, or that, that thing. <laughs> One of their yeah. things. I mean, that uh, doesn't really surprise me that they were able to fork enough money to. I mean, uh, that that's my issue is yeah. they they settled like I think one of the cases for eighteen million dollars. Yes, that's that's nothing. That's, yeah, I mean that's a lot for for you and I for Activision. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I settled eighteen million, I'd be pretty happy, but. For Bobby Kodak, I mean, even if, even if somehow Bobby Kodak had to pay that himself, that's not even like a speed bump to him, you know? It's like, it'd be like an expensive parking ticket. You're like, all right, whatever. It's it's baffling because, I mean, yeah, I think last year they made like $9 billion. Yeah. And it's, again, most of that's Call of Duty, right? And then yeah. King and uh, and then Blizzard stuff, you know, WoW and Hearthstone right. and all that stuff. But, so, uh, I mean, to be yeah. fair, like just to talk about it, this is... The 18 million is going into a fund for anybody that files a lawsuit right. of harassment or discrimination and any claimant can kind of be like paid off with this. And this is for the, you know, against the EEOC uh, that made this lawsuit. So uh, they, you know, Activision wanted to just go ahead. And, I mean, there's nothing good to say about this company, really, as far as like the heads of the company go. Right. This is just them like, well, we already know we got bigger fish. To, we got bigger things to deal with. Uh, bigger legal the, fish to fry. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, we need to get this that, that's more of a civil thing with all these people that are going to make claims. 
kind of like out of the way, right? And and not have it be um, taking up where our attention to yeah. to to fight the, these bigger fights that we got to deal with. And I mean, and also in a way, it's also like let's get some of that money to those people, and and it, I guess also to kind of like get the heat off them a little bit. Like let's get this out of the way. I don't know what that's going to necessarily do that, but those... I'll go with no. Yeah. But I mean, it's 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 just I I actually saw that when it broke a few like last week, and I was like, that's that's insulting in a way, you know? Like, yeah. If it was like 180 million, that'd be like slightly better. But I mean, Bobby Kodak has like 18 million probably in his, like laying there on his couch, you know? <laughs> Let alone the company itself. Let's go find that couch. I want some of some yeah. of that. Oh. Uh... But all right, um, so let's... Oh, uh, the Resident yeah. Evil film trailer. Oh, well, yeah, we can uh, put that in here with uh, this stuff as well. So they had the, uh, what's it called, Welcome to Raccoon City Yeah. Uh, trailer for uh, this Resident Evil film. This is on Netflix as well? or I think it's coming it's, out to theaters. Theaters. Yeah. It's coming out to theaters. I mean, obviously... Which is, which is, a good a good time for Resident Evil films. Yeah, day before my birthday. I look it. It looks. I mean, obviously, there's a budget uh, I mean, consciousness there, and you can see it in the trailer. But I thought it looked, I, I'm not a I'm not a uh, Resident Evil aficionado like you guys are, but like you and Randy both are. I mean, but just having the characters that you know I know and their names and sort of a look and. There's a progression of how you start out to how they look at the end of the trailer. I mean, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, I no, I, it's weird. I think there is a weird TV movie. Uh huh. Yeah, like, you have that vibe kind of it. vibe, right? Yeah. Because like, yeah, you, you you said like, hey, they got budget or they got TV. Uh, whoever Nick you Shea. said. Yeah. Yeah, and that guy, uh, that guy's uh, Robbie Amell, Amel, Stephen's brother, mm-hmm. and. He was uh he was also in like Legends of Tomorrow and like The Flash. Right. That's kind of where I know him from. And like they got Neil McDonough, what's his last name? Neil McDonough. Yeah. McDonough. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And like he was also in Le- Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash, I think, or at least Arrow for sure. And they have Kaya. Oh, what's her last name? Scudelario. She was uh, Claire in that thing. She's kind of a bigger film star, a little. But she mm-hmm. also comes from like the world of TV, at least British TV. So there were some TV stars in that, and I'm a little, I would say, shaky on the motivations of Claire, at least from that trailer, or her being like some right. weird conspiracy nut or something. Aside from Leon, all the characters kind of look look who they're who they're supposed to, and right. it's taking place in fucking Raccoon City. Almost, yeah, you, like you none of the movies the did, only logos. one did. There's umbrella yeah, logos. There, there are there are clear uh, homages to the games, like the you know the zombie eating the guy, like you know in the dark, you know they're like having the flashlight on them, or like a, the RPD, you know liquor that shows up. I mean, yeah, or like the RPD yeah. building looking very much like how it does in the game or the right. mansion. You know, it's ba- it was baffling to me that Res- that first Resident Evil film. It's like why doesn't this take take place in the mansion? It's taking place in this like weird underground lab that like. The game gets to for sure, but it doesn't like solely take place there. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't know if I'll see it. I'll kind of wait for the reviews. But hey, they're at least trying to make it look like the game. Yeah, and that's a positive. Right? Yeah. You know, I, that's. I mean, the, the other six films couldn't do that correctly. Yeah, so, but that's see, that's the thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be the most big budget. Oh my god, it's uh, this. 
amazing feast for the well, eye I mean, thing. Yeah. The the other Resident Evil films were pretty cheap. Like this is actually pretty on par with those. Yeah. Like but, most I mean, like yeah. yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have to have all this bombast and whatever. It can just be a good film. Yeah, well, and... also, it's not like, yeah, it's not, doesn't have to, it's not, it doesn't have to be a Transformers movie, you know? Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be a horror. Let's slash... get the, yeah, let's get the horror down, the lore down, like, that kind of thing. Uh, placate more to the Resident Evil fan and not necessarily like, oh, well, we got to make this um, movie that everybody can go watch. It doesn't necessarily have to be. That now, obviously, if you're Sony and you're wanting to make the money, then maybe you need to do that in some ways. But I'm I'm glad with the way it looks. Let's see when it, it actually comes down. To- it looks uh, better than that Assassin's Creed film, that's for sure. And that that thing was triple the budget of this one. Yeah, that's true. Which is like scary when I mean, you really think about it. Yeah, I don't know if this thing will be successful, but I I wish him luck. Or you know, yeah, I think it'll be all right. It'll be yeah. Fun. I mean, the, the, it's it's bizarre. Those other Resident Evil films actually made a ton of money. And oh yeah, like, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, who's seen these films? You know, like people people go went saw them. Like it's crazy what a sequel can do sometimes. Of like people, it's a known franchise. It's getting a sequel. People will just go watch it. Like okay, we don't care whether it's good or not. It's like ah, let's go watch it. Whatever. I mean, clearly they don't care if it was good yeah. or not. And this is before, like, you know, this is before all the Marvel stuff and all that, you know, so uh, now it's kind of like you have some quality to the action film and, and people are kind of being a bit more uh, picky and choosy about all that. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. So moving on to how we always uh, end the show, looking at what is coming out in the next week. We do another episode. Um, the big game, obviously, is Back for Blood. That's going to be on Game Pass. You play it on there with all your friends. You can go uh, purchase it as well. Um, it's already being previewed by a lot of people, so there will be uh, reviews out, if not now, pretty quickly. Uh, by the, I think by the time we get to Monday, Tuesday, there will be reviews out there uh, for the game. If you love your Left 4 Dead, you know what you're getting with Back for Blood. I like the, both of us like the, the preview, the, the beta. Um, so, you know, there's that. I mean, me and Yans would have liked it, but we only played one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to play a few times with uh, the Out of Haven crew, and obviously getting to have all of them there, that helped uh, a lot. And not having randoms. Right now, they're playing with a bunch of randoms, and they're all going, oh my god, we're losing so much, it's not the same. Of course yeah. it's not. Don't that game's not a game you play with. Uh, uh, Monster Crown looks interesting for uh, PC and Switch. It's an RPG. Um, go check that out. Uh, the Rift Breaker is also coming to Game Pass. It's an action RPG with mechs. So, you know, there will be a crowd for that. The Crisis Remasters are coming uh, to all the systems, and especially like if the PS5 Xbox is getting the, the first Crisis Remaster that's already been out for a little bit. Um, the Good Life is coming. The next, uh, was it Swiri game? That's also coming to Game Pass. Uh, and NHL 22, uh, the next sports game is coming out uh, in the next week. And the that Demon Slayer uh, Hinokami uh, game, which actually looks really good to me. The, uh, especially, I love that associated art style. That looks great. I'm going to be interested to see how the, the reviews are for that. I was tempted to maybe ask for a COVID. I was like, you know what? No, no, no. I've got way too much stuff uh, right now. I don't want to keep adding to my plate, honestly. And yeah, I mean, 
there's uh, more stuff, but we'll have a show by then to talk about it. But I am reviewing something as well that's uh, coming out like in a couple of weeks that I can't uh, talk about uh, an indie game. So when we get closer to then, I'll Hello. be able to talk about it. But I've been enjoying it a little uh, so far. This, that small indie game, Halo? No, no. Not, not <laughs> Halo. No. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, and don't forget, we got Guardians coming. So, all right. Get all well, that. Forget all that, man. Regency Solitaire is hitting the Switch in, a, in like a week and a half. That, see, that is that is what you are uh, saying. Of course, you reviewed that game, right? Yeah. I, uh, I think so. Yes. I know I reviewed the other two games that guy did, or the you know, their company did. So definitely go uh, go to that or Mark's review of that and more. And until uh, next week, everyone, I appreciate you all that um, are listening or watching or however it is that you consume the show. Um, thank you so much for, for doing that. And, of course, if you're this is the first time, we are available anywhere that there are podcasts. And, of course, we're on Twitch, YouTube, on the websites. Mark is at Humanity Plague on Twitter. I'm at David Sean. You can go find us, chat with us there. And, of course, you can just go subscribe to the whole WTO Network and you get everything that we do. My soccer show, Soccer the Max, I do with Eric. Uh, we just did our review of the first uh, book of qualifying game for this round with the U.S. beating Jamaica 2-0. And then, of course, there's a game on Sunday as well that we'll be covering there. And you can get uh, the NFL show, the kickoff that uh, Eric does with uh, Harry and Nick Kennedy. And, of course, all of our entertainment stuff, Mark Rylich and his crew do a wonderful job. Uh, they, you know, reviewed the Venom movie and so many other things uh, this week that you should go definitely uh, check out. That's why you subscribe to the network to get all of that and more. So until next time, see you later, everybody. Later. Bye.